0: back to News and View. I hear the intro Talk 96.3 and 1037. All right. We here? Hey, here. we are. Are we back on? Uh yeah. Uh thank you for your text and messages uh Live Radio. Sometimes that happens. We were uh yeah. ben, Benny was on. He was doing a solo show. <laughs> yeah, if
1: uh, if you do, the, the folks that are texting me if if we sound better now. Text me a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, it was it was the Russians' fault. Is that right? Okay. Just like the Putin price hike, I guess.
0: Take a look at the uh, weather forecast tonight. A low around seventy-five with an eighty percent chance of thunderstorms coming through. We need the rain tomorrow. Variable clouds with scattered thunderstorms, some containing gusty winds. A high near eighty-eight. Chance of rain tomorrow sixty percent. Tomorrow night chance of rain seventy percent with a low of seventy-five. Saturday, scattered thunderstorms once again in the morning, becoming widespread in the afternoon. So, um,
1: yeah, there's some scattered thunderstorms right now. I'm looking at uh, some uh, through Greene County and just east of Greenville towards Washington. So uh, we're starting to get a little bit.
0: Today is uh, National Chocolate Day. Hmm.
1: Fried chicken yesterday and chocolate Chocolate. today. So, fried chicken
0: yesterday and chocolate pie tonight. That's right. Yeah, we'll kill you if you keep listening to the program. Um, (laughs) Did you hear actor James Caan passed away? Yeah, eighty-two
1: years old. Yeah, James Caan. Every time I think he was was in several, you know, Western movies. He was uh, obviously in The Godfather. Misery. You ever seen a movie Misery? Yes. Yes. That was a weird one. That was a spooky one with. What's her name? It was a heavy
0: set uh, actress. Yeah, she's a very good actress. Can't think. He of her was name. in El Dorado with John Wayne. That's right. That El was Dorado. one of his first big big. His m- name movies. was Mississippi in that movie. Yeah, wow yeah. Was it Mississippi or Arizona?
1: I thought it was Mississippi. It I probably know. was Mississippi. Yeah. He carried. He toted a double. Kathy Bates. Kathy Kathy Bates
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Uh, quick look at your weather forecast brought to you by Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spend your summer poolside, courtside, or greenside. Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation required. And listen, if you're headed to the beach this summer, pack your clubs because Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. Contact Membership Director Jenna Doyle, 252-752-4653 to join in the fun at Ironwood today, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. So uh, Joe Biden's White House has decided to take down four classic paintings by Norman Rockwell <laughs> that were fe- – were, these were featured at the White House since um, back in uh, George H.W. Bush. No, George W. Bush's administration. So uh, they've been there since uh, 1978. Does that sound right? Yeah, they've been there since 78, then they were moved down to the lower press hallway during George W. Bush's administration. And uh, what have they replaced them with? Now, the White House, after this made news, they say, oh, oh, well, the Rockwell family wanted them back. <laughs> so after uh, almost 50 years, they decided, hey, you know, I'd like to have those those paintings back. So what did they replace them with? They, they replace them with a bunch of large photos of Cousin Eddie no yes, really yes oh my goodness if you remember
1: rockwell i mean are we in are we in like uh chairman Mao's china or are we are we in stalin huh i mean good gracious
0: i yeah no i don't know if you're the genuflex when you r- walk by one of them i mean i that, could or...
1: see barack obama doing that just because i mean he was the ultimate narcissist but good gracious yeah hmm.
0: well joe's trying to keep up with uh with uh obama but um the, the paintings that were taken down were classics. They were, Rockwell painted four paintings, um, and it, it's a, a series of paintings that were called So You Want to See the President. Hmm. And it was a series featuring various high-profile Americans waiting to meet with the president at the White House. Hmm. And uh, those were not good enough. We had to uh, take them down, send them back, pack them up, send them back, and replace them with large blow-up photos of cousin eddie
1: you know I, I did not see this story so i did not know where that story was going but i fully expected you to say they were actually um gonna have mattel's promotional poster of ken and barbie the new pregnant ken doll is that true Th- there's a pregnant ken doll coming out
0: yeah oh my gosh yes mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yes he's a i'm sorry he is a birthing person
0: a birthing person.
1: And it looks, as Elon Musk says, it looks a lot like Bill Gates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Well, the emoji, the, the pregnant man emoji does look like Bill Gates. You know, it, that, that's a great segue to this story out of Fox News this afternoon. The National Education Association passed a resolution during their annual representative assembly in Chicago that would allocate... $140,000 to conduct opposition research on 25 organizations that are supposedly attacking gender identity and sexual orientation freedoms in public schools. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, if you're looking uh, on Facebook or uh, Cable 7, there's Pregnant Ken. Is, is, that, is that a. Straight from um, Twitter. But then, is that a joke or is that legitimately from Mattel? I think it's legitimate, isn't it, Clark? I, I can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't. You can't make it up.
1: It actually looks like a skinny man with a beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back to the
0: National Association of Education, uh, of, uh, National Education Association, the, the teachers union, there was actually one uh, overture. They call them NBI's or new business items. There was one item that didn't pass, but it was. We are no longer going to call, call the uh, parents of the student's mother or father. We're going to call them non-birthing parent, um, non-birthing person or birthing person. The But they went ahead with this. Um, they're going to attack. They've got an enemies list, and they're going to spend $140,000. Now, recognize a lot of these dollars – are from the dues that the teachers, the members of the union, have to pay. But a lot of these dollars are subsidized by you, the taxpayer. It says the NEA shall compile research to create fact sheets about the largest 25 organizations that are actively working to diminish a student's right to honesty in education, freedom of sexual and gender identity, teacher autonomy, which means no teacher is going to be held accountable. You can do whatever you want. And, and listen, th- th- what we're talking about here is w- what we were actually had local parents in last fall that they were fighting. Remember the, the, the books that we found in, in Pitt County schools? Oh, yeah. That were basically pornographic books. And uh, what was it? Um, Taylor. Taylor Keith. Taylor Keith. Ke- Taylor Keith was in, and we talked to him several times. Who were just, you know, these parents were livid and they were fighting it. And if you're an organization that would that would fight these kind of things, the National Education Association has voted to spend 140 thousand dollars. Now, granted, I realize that per state, that's not that much, but <laughs> all get, all told, they've got a they've got a lot of money that they can. And, and what they'll do is they'll target some group that they feel like we really have a good chance at taking these people out vilifying them, maybe even bringing a a suit against them for damages so they can – basically they want to scare you off. The cost for compiling the list and for the research would amount to $140,000. The research would include probing into groups, funding sources, the leaders of the organization – can you say doxing – connections to known entities that are seeking to dismantle public education, organization headquarters, and chapter locations – Nicole Niley of Parents Defending Freedom, or Parents Defending Education, I should say, said that she was very concerned about the resolution. It's not surprising that the unions would compile an enemies list. The NEA policies are deeply unpopular with the average American family, and I suspect with many of their rank-and-file membership, which means they must enforce their ideology through bullying and intimidation. The research on the 25 organizations will be sent out to state affiliates, so they can be armed with information to organize against attacks on public education. Other resolutions that were passed during the conference were seen as critics to have anti-Israel and anti-Semitic implications. For example, MBI-13 would allocate $9,000 for defending educators advocating for Palestinian narrative. The union also passed resolutions relating to ensuring various anti-LGBTQ legislation around the country making sure they're defeated mbi 41 stipulated that nea would take all necessary steps to overturn florida's parental rights and education law some resolutions that did not become adopted the one i just mentioned uh there was also a resolution that would proclaim that there is an institutional homophobia and transphobia in schools that was ultimately withdrawn they probably withdrew that because they said wait a minute Listen, we liberals are in charge. We can't accuse ourselves of that, can we? Another resolution, MBI-63, which ultimately did not meet a voice vote, was for changing the word mother to birthing person. Kamala Harris, by the way, praised the NEA yesterday. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, well, back to our story, uh, because we want to be factual here at News and Views, but according to Reuters – uh, the Ken doll originated on Babylon B. So that was, oh, that was it was no, satire. That's why I keep saying Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know that's that's how crazy things have gotten. You really have to scratch
0: your head at every every satirical story and say, hmm, is that true or not? Well speaking of scratching your head on stories. Prime Minister Boris Johnson resigned today. Now the question is will he leave right away or will he hang around to a new uh prime minister is is appointed or is put into office um and I, I i i looked and looked and looked this afternoon okay what was the exact reason for why he was in so much trouble and apparently he also has a the same issue that gavin newsom who's still the governor of california um he apparently uh boris was uh partying oh, when everybody part, else yeah. when everybody else was under lock and key and wearing a mask during COVID. he, he was, was out having a big down, time yeah but apparently, what put it over the top? Uh, this is out of Breitbart. Despite desperate attempts to cling to power, Mr. Johnson was forced to resign after 59 government aides and cabinet min- uh, ministers resigned following the sexual impropriety scandal involving the prime minister's former deputy dep- deputy chief, Christopher Pincher, whom Johnson promoted to the role despite previously being informed of Pincher's. Um, past sexual allegations made against the then-Troy MP. Yet in defiant fashion, Mr. Johnson casts blame to the political system in London. Now, the only thing I find really curious about this is Boris Johnson was forced to resign. Apparently, the straw that broke the camel's back was he was forced to resign because he didn't condemn the sexual activity of someone. I mean, isn't that ba- basically what it's, it's saying here that this guy, Pencher, did some sexual impropriety, and uh, now I don't know if it's illegal. I don't know if there's a lawsuit against the guy. I, I, I don't know that much information about it, but in this day and age, are you allowed to judge something <laughs> that someone does when it has something to do with your sexuality? I thought that was a big no-no, particularly in Great Britain.
1: I mean, oh. Really, because yeah, they're a little bit uh, loosey goosey over there, so to speak.
0: Well, apparently, this guy did a loosey goosey on somebody. He What <laughs> What is that? The uh, what is it, your term? The horizontal shuffle? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I think it was the horizontal goose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. Of question marks. There's a lot of questions. Why? How? No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. The worst nightmare of their lives. This long, nationwide nightmare we'll start collecting clues as to the why's the what's and the where's neighborhood by neighborhood literally knocking on doors this is your worst nightmare the nightmare it would be a nightmare worst nightmare we will not end the nightmare we'll only explain it explain to us because this this is news and views with tom and benny on talk 96.3 and 103.7 all right welcome back in i think we've got most of our technical difficulties straightened out The uh, Washington Examiner, along with a number of other media outlets, is um, questioning whether or not the Biden crime family has actually gotten involved in international prostitution. Now, those aren't my words. Those are actually the words of Senator Ron Johnson. We have that clip. Here's Ron Johnson from earlier today talking about the Biden crime family.
1: When you have $5 a gallon gas the media can't cover that up for Joe Biden. They can't cover up uh, skyrocketing grocery prices. You know, so this transformation of America is hurting real people, and the media can't cover up for it. Uh, I'm highly concerned in terms of Joe Biden's compromise, uh, the fact that he might have funded uh, his uh, son's use of potentially uh, escorts in part of a a sex scandal, a global sex scandal or sex uh, operation is also troubling the Department of Justice from what we can tell is doing nothing to investigate or prosecute that. This
0: is really interesting. A number of banks were not uh, allowing Hunter's credit cards to be charged because these bills were popping up for Hunter that had a – they were earmarked for a payout to Russia. Well, there actually was was $30,000 worth of payouts over five months in, uh, I think it was uh, November 2018 to March 2019, $30,000 that went to Russian prostitutes. What's interesting about this is he calls up his dad. The Washington Examiner got got these text messages um, off of Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, Hunter Biden's. <laughs> why would you keep all this incriminating evidence
1: guess on looking. your
0: laptop, and then you take it to a a, a computer shop and you, you don't even bother to pick it up? I mean, how how drugged out was this guy? But anyway, he texted. Yeah, I say he called. He was texting his dad and said, "Hey, I need a hundred thousand dollars." And he said it, the money was for his rehabilitation. I didn't know Russian prostitutes. Could rehabilitate someone with drug issues, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Hunter takes that hundred thousand, spends thirty of it towards his um, bill with the Russian prostitutes. It Was really interesting. There was a go between by some gal named Eva, and Eva put Hunter on the naughty list, not because he was doing the horizontal shuffle with prostitutes, but because he's a deadbeat. He was a deadbeat. <laughs> And, and Hunter is upset. He can't pay his bills because the banks wouldn't pay them because they realize, wait a minute, this is going to somebody in Russia. We have no idea who it is. We're trying to protect Hunter. And in the meantime, Hunter's trying to do everything he can to destroy himself and his dad.
1: And all we heard for two years was Russia, 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 Russia. And it looks like, you know, the the Russia that was going on was Hunter Biden and probably Joe Biden helping finance it. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is kind of a, a side story related to this in a way. But you know, the, the like, Ghislaine Maxwell um, big trial, and you know, she was sentenced to what twenty or thirty years, 20 years for, years for sex general. trafficking yeah, yeah. for minors. I mean, c- can you believe that we went through that trial? Never, never was anything live. Never was any tapes released. No client list. But we've got somebody that has gone to prison for the rest of her life. At her age, she's early sixties, and there's no clients. Who was the clients? No one knows who the clients are. So no. she got convicted of a crime. It's kind of like I go to jail for. for uh,
0: yeah, I thought it was constitutional right that you, could, you had to be met your accusers. Well, right?
1: I, I go to jail. So imagine going to jail for being convicted of murder, and there's no body.
0: Yeah, there's no dead body. Well, there's this. Well, there were victims. The girls, the girls that. Uh, but, it, it was done to with the victims but there's got to the, be
1: a there's got to be a other end of that transaction yeah and that's the client
0: yeah it, that's true if she's being accused of trafficking who who did the uh, who did the payouts well i don't think we'll ever know i'm sorry to say that i don't think we'll ever know and again once again we've got the uh merrick garland department of justice doing very little very about this doing nothing very little about this um chuck grassley ron johnson They have come out and said, we take over the House, we take over the Senate. Um, Hunter Biden better get his Ambien prescription up because he'll be losing sleep big time.
1: (laughs) Well, he's got something for that. It's called crack.
0: (laughs) Ron Johnson added, as bad as the sleaze and corruption of the Biden incorporated family is, what troubles me even more is the complicity and corruption of the legacy media And certain elements within our federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies, that corruption needs to be investigated. And, you know, as you said earlier, everybody's talking about what happened on January 6th. Frankly, January 6th pales in comparison with with, what's going on here because you have so many government agencies complicit in this Mm -hmm. and the media complicit in this.
1: And you know that's you know they use it, throw out that term the deep state. I mean that's what it is. I mean w- w- where yeah. where are the people that's uh, you know their jobs to, is to protect get this kind thing. I mean it's their are in collusion and journalists are in there with them.
0: Yeah. It, the other thing that is just extremely disturbing. I mean yesterday we had the story about how we had five hundred barrels, five hundred million barrels of petroleum sent to europe and asia it was five million i think there was it five million. Five, which is basically five days worth of oil regardless and apparently some of that went to china mm. but but what, what the decisions that we have this president making i i mean I, may, we might not ever know I, I hope we do one day but how many of these terrible decisions where you, where you see these decisions and you say what my gosh what side is this guy on is he being blackmailed? It makes you
1: wonder, which, you know, you know, and I know he's not making any of these decisions. I mean, he, he really can't hold a thought in his head. And he can read whatever's on the transcript and what is on the teleprompter. But it makes you wonder uh, who who's behind making these decisions. And when you see the people in the Biden administration, I mean, he, like his chief economic advisor, chief economic advisor. His entire career, he's worked for political campaigns. What in the hell does he know about the economy? Number one. But then you've got people in the energy department, this Graham Home or whatever her name is, that used to be the governor of Michigan. She didn't have any energy experience. And you just got go right on down the list, and you got Ivy Leaguers that work for Democrat campaigns. They've got to be the one that's running this country, and they don't know anything. No. And Biden, sure, I mean, Biden can't make. He's not making decisions.
0: Gateway Pundit is reporting the father of the man who fatally shot seven people during the 4th of July celebration has done an interview with media during which he claimed that his murderous son had good morals. (laughs) I can't make it up. Mm. Speaking to ABC 7 in Chicago, Robert Cremo Jr., who ran for mayor in the town there where the shooting occurred, took no responsibility for helping his son obtain guns. Quote, 13 hours earlier, I spent almost an hour with them, sitting in the backyard, talking about the planet, the atmosphere, and nothing. Great mood. I'm just shocked, Cremo said. I think three days before the 4th, my wife asked him, hey, do you have any plans for the 4th? He simply said no. The elder Cremo said he does not know what his son's motives were and would like to ask him. That's what I'd like to ask him when I see him. I mean, there's this kind of definitive act it's senseless act of violence. There's no need for it, Cremo said. But at the same time, in the same interview, he said he had good morals. Oh, my goodness. Mm. An investigation by the state police currently underway into the father's sponsorship of the son obtaining a fire, uh, firearm owner's identification card in 2019, which enabled him as a minor to obtain firearms. Cremo had uh, already had several run-ins with police during the year of this is the younger son, including an, a suicide attempt in April. Uh, you know, there was a story out in the Wall Street Journal. I think uh, Laura Ingram did a story on this a couple of nights ago, uh, but a detailed story by Alicia Finley of the Wall Street Journal talking about the connection of the heavy use of cannabis and the uh, these mass shootings and the violence that's taking place. And it, it it is a really interesting read. We don't have enough time to get into details of it. But as the, basically two things are happening, you see a huge increase in these mass shootings, a high, high percentage of these people that are involved in these mass shootings as the perpetrator of the mass shootings had heavy marijuana use. And, of course, you you now have states in Colorado. It's a thirty three billion dollar industry. You have. You um, have. The potency of the cannabis the thc is four times higher than it was 10 years ago 20 times higher than it was back in the 1960s wow Mm. and uh it uh you know this idea that you know they call me mellow yellow uh you ain't mellow anymore i mean it is causing all kinds of uh violent responses to the the people that are smoking you know, taking the cannabis smoking and eating it whatever they do with it <laughs> I mean, i'm so naive when it comes to this kind of stuff but uh cannabis induced psychosis is common there are some of the hospitals in colorado the emergency rooms are full because they don't have enough room to put these people that are in in you know using the cannabis they don't have room for them in the psych ward uh but uh that is a common denominator it'll be interesting to see if uh, states like colorado look into it hey we gotta run we'll do it again tomorrow at five see you then bye-bye everybody all right all right all right